On the Silicon Trail podcast, we look into the latest tech news and businesses, looking for any unique insights or unmet opportunities. This episode was recorded on September 5th, 2021. Our topic for today, Michael Burry. All right, Charlie, not much in the news today. Let's go straight into our main topic. So we're talking about Mr. Negative, Mr. Uh, Christian Bale. We're going to talk about his career as Batman, as, uh, as Veep. How do you go from Marvel to DC? Christian Bale? He played. No, Mr. Negative. Ah, okay. Mr. Negative. Yes, Mr. Negative. Spider-Man. Yes, yes, I'm aware. You're, you're been playing the Spider-Man video games, I see. But yes, they're awesome. So yes, let's talk about uh, Christian Bale. I think Terminator Salvation was uh, not a good movie. The Dark Knight uh, was his greatest. What a great and diverse actor. No, no, no. American Psycho was probably his greatest acting. Dark Knight, it was him just using, it was just the greatest, most highest grossing film. Where he talked like this. Swear to me. I'm going to do the the whole podcast like this, Joseph. You're going to have no Swear voice. to me. Are you off the rest of the next week? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Because okay, I don't great. wear hockey pads. Right. That's the difference. Uh, Christian Bale. No, he played a great, a great investor in the big short. Who we we're really going to talk about by the name of Michael Burry. So, yes, we're going to talk about Michael Burry. So, this is our Investor in Tech series. Johnny. What is Michael Burry famous for? Is he a successful investor? And then we'll get into his current holdings, his current portfolio and strategy, and finally, whether or not we believe that as a retail investor, such as you and I, that his is a strategy that we would adopt, that we believe in, that we would recommend to others. And again, before starting everything in our Investor in Tech series, we always say we are not trained financial advisors. First off, go watch The Big Short, great movie, where Christian Bale does some great acting. Uh, so I won't decipher all of that. But Michael Burry is famous for shorting the subprime bubble and making a fortune. This guy's uh what's it called? This guy's a local boy, Johnny. He was uh, born and oh raised yes, local in San to Jose, you. California. Local to you. Yes. Yes. So he he yes, he's from San Jose and he still lives in I think he lives in Saratoga right now with his family. Uh he studied economics and pre-med at UCLA, earned an MD from Vanderbilt and actually started his residency in neurology at Stanford University. I didn't really go that far. And while he was off duty at night, he was working on his hobby, which was financial investing. His investment style, he said, is uh, a quote from him. All my stock picking is 100% based on the concept of margin of safety. So he was really inspired by Benjamin Graham and David Dode's 1934 book, Security Analysis. Um, and he but also he, was an early internet forum guy. So this is pre-Wall Street bets. He would have been he would have been a deep yes. value or a deep effing value of his time. He was the deep effing value of 1996, basically. Uh, yes, he was. So he, he ran his own website. He was on the blogs, sharing all his knowledge. And that led him to start Scion Capital in November 2000. So just a few numbers here just to set the tone. I think he'll explain how... He ended up where he is today. So in his first full year, 2001, the S&P 500 fell 11.88%. Cyan was up 55%. He achieved this by shorting overvalued tech stocks at the peak mm-hmm. of the internet bubble. Everyone remembers mm-hmm. the dot-com crash. Uh, 2002, 
S&P fell 22%. Scion was up 16%. 2003, when the S&P recovered and rose 28.7%, Scion was up 50%. And so by the end of 2004, he was managing more than $600 million worth of assets. And that's where in 2005, so short he turned overvalued, his So short overvalued stocks and yes. buy undervalued stocks is what you're saying. So in 2005, he turned his attention to the subprime market. Um, overall, uh, Scion Capital uh, reported returns of 489% between 2000 and 2008. And for comparison, S&P returned just under 3%. So this dude was a great investor for the folks that uh, had invested with him. Although they did revolt. Again, see the Big Short movie. Yeah, so Johnny, let's, let's talk about his portfolio. What's in his current portfolio and why are we talking about him from a tech perspective? Well, just as last week where we were talking about Charlie Munger not believing in certain companies or certain aspects, Michael Murray also does not believe in some of the most, in some similar aspects. So for example, Michael Murray has talked about Bitcoin and he believes that it will go to zero. That it's complete, complete the law of fools when it comes to the value of Bitcoin. But in terms of putting his money where his mouth is, what he's been doing is putting different puts on a few things. So he put puts on Tesla up to a million shares. He put puts on ARK, small, small for now. And he also has made a big put against the 20-year Treasury bond, which means he's foreseeing inflation rise. Basically, if interest rates rise, Treasury yields go down. If interest rates rise, that's probably a sign that the government had to go and raise them again because they want to combat inflation. He's predicting inflation is going to stick around. So, John, this guy both believes in aspects of tech and he doesn't believe in aspects of tech. Except this guy also has a track record of looking at tech stocks and saying, you're overvalued, you're undervalued. Another thing I want to actually point out about uh, Michael Burry is his involvement with what has now become called the meme stocks. So mm. he was actually one of the people that was noted along with the kitty guy of, of how people were investing in GameStop. So back in March 2020, before all the craziness actually began, he acquired around 3 million shares of GameStop and sent management a message, right? Showing how the depressed share price, along with the massive interest of short sellers, showed that there was a lack of faith in management that they needed to change. And in January 2021, GameStop shares briefly hit 480. By that point, he had already liquidated some of his shares down to 1.7, but they estimate that his 1.7 million shares would have been worth around $816 million. Mm. Mark and him are complete, or Kathy Woods and him are literally complete opposites. By definition, he does, he's, he's bet against them. He's yes. bet against not only ARC, mind you, but the biggest holding in ARC, which is Tesla. So, Michael, are you a believer of Tesla? Uh, not the price it's at, no. So, does that mean you agree with Michael Burry's assessment? What's the, Yeah, what's the collapse? What's the collapse? 50%? Would you count 50% as a collapse? Okay, then yeah. Collapse. Okay, I agree with him. I think it can collapse. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Even 40% is pretty dramatic. So I guess what I'm saying is, yes, I agree with Michael Murray. <laughs> I don't think I agree with his time frame, though. But let's now also talk about whether or not this investing strategy is one that we believe in specifically and whether it's one that we would deploy. So, Johnny, 
first off, though, we can do this, right? We can. We absolutely this is something can. we can. Uh, unlike oh, yeah. Chamath, where we can't set up a a SPAC. Yep. And we that need the button's uh, not there. Charles Schwab. The, bu- the button's <laughs> not there. Charles Schwab to add that that button. Uh, yep. We can actually put uh, um, make shorts, or post shorts. Yeah. Well, you you can you can put shorts. You can put calls. You can make put. You can uh, buy puts, or sell puts technically. Yes. So this is something that is accessible to us, a regular mm-hmm. retail investor. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes, should we do And again, this? let's briefly talk about what a put is. So a put is you take out a contract because you believe a stock is going to go down. Someone pays you to take on that contract. And if the stock hits that price, then you're locked in to buy at least 100 shares because every single put is 100 shares of that individual stock. If it never reaches that price, you don't have to buy that stock. So I think the one call out here is, yes, you can buy puts and calls. That's not something every retail investor can do. For example, 100 shares of Amazon is what? Three, yeah, actually, yeah, 350,000. Yeah. So, uh, Johnny, do you have the do you have the stomach to and and you know let let's say actually let's do this live. Listen, let's do this live. Hold on one sec. This will got require some money sitting under a my little pillow. bit of editing. You have three hundred thousand sitting under your pillow, Johnny. I question one your sanity. Two, and I now understand why you had to buy why you started learning how to shoot guns because you don't know how to put money in a bank. All right, let's look at the options chains for Amazon. What price, Johnny, would you buy 100 shares of Amazon at? Uh, 2000. 2000, okay. Let's go to 2000. Yeah, someone will pay three cents for that contract. Uh, let's go a bit further out here. So let's go to the furthest contract. Let's go to 2023, Johnny. Do you think okay. Amazon will drop to 2000 by 2023? A long contract is incredibly risky to take out. No, but let's, let's go with a yes for the sake of this exercise. All right. So if you do that, then at your 2000, yes, the bid price right now is $46 and the ask is 50 cents. And there's actually two people who have decided this is a good contract for them to take out who are willing to wait three years to see, or two years rather, to see whether or not this plays out. I, I would not take that contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you shouldn't take a contract that long. That is one good thing about paper trade, Michael. You don't have to account for any taxes. This this is true. As far as I know, the government does not come after you for fake money. But At Johnny, fantasy money, I should say. But Johnny, what we're saying here is so yes, you can definitely buy puts and calls. If you buy puts, yeah, gotta. It's not something every retail investor can do, though. As we just established, Johnny, it's also not something that everyone has the stomach to do. Because, of course, the risk is if in 80 days Amazon dropped from 3500 down to 2000 it's probably going to drop more. So you're $126 for buying 100 shares of Amazon at 2000 is probably going to lose you a whole bunch of money when Amazon continues to drop to like 1500 or something. You're obligated to buy those shares at that price too, right? Yep, you're obligated to buy at two thousand. So you're gonna Once buy that contract at a price. expires, you are obligated to buy it. At that price. 
should, of course, should the seller of the contract choose to exercise. Yes, people lose a lot of money. Or potentially can lose a lot of money on this. But people have also made a lot of money on this. Oh, yeah. No, this is a completely valid trading style. Johnny, what about Tesla? Would you short uh, Tesla? No. Again, at what price would you buy 100 shares of Tesla? Realistically, let's say 200 for the sake of this exercise. So Johnny, big Tesla bear over here, believes that Tesla is going to drop from 800 to 200. I like that bet, actually. But you don't believe that's going to happen in 12 days, right? <laughs> we'll have bigger issues if that happens in 12 days. When does our podcast drop? All right, what's People don't know uh, where we a, live, right? We what's the time period that you think Tesla will drop to 200? Uh, let's say a year. Okay, so let's go to about a year. I'm trying to be trying to be as realistic as possible here. So Johnny, someone will pay you five dollars, up to five point five dollars, if for a con- for a year long contract for Tesla that expires at September sixteenth for two hundred dollars for a hundred shares. About five hundred bucks. There's already three of these are three of these contracts already in the wild. Mind you, Johnny, people don't usually take on year-long contracts. It's not a very safe thing to do. But uh, no, I figured. Be- because you can't predict a year out like you're currently trying to do here. Um, well, for it to collapse that hard, feels, a year feels more realistic than 12 days. Uh-huh. Well, Johnny, but does a year feel more realistic than 40 days? Hey. Uh, yes. 40 days for it to collapse to 200? Okay, well, 40 days, someone will pay you nine bucks. Sorry, 90 bucks. No, no. Per share? They'll pay you nine cents per share, Johnny. (laughs) Okay, no. Not worth it. Not worth it. Michael, all that that free money that the government has been distributing has been going back to these stocks. I'm not willing to bet against that, regardless of the fundamentals of a company. But would you be okay if someone giving you nine bucks? For 40 days of holding that nope. out. No? Not, not nine bucks. But you believe that's impossible for Tesla to reach 200 in 40 days. So that's a nine buck prop, uh, profit. Yeah, you believe it's impossible for Tesla to reach 200 in 40 days. And if Tesla reached 200 in 40 days, you would buy it. You believe Tesla at 200 is an okay price. Relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. And in 40 days, and granted, you also believe if in 40 days Tesla dropped to 200, probably the entire stock market has tanked in the next month. I don't think there's anything Elon Musk will do to tank it. Unless he quit. I think if he quit, that'd be one thing. Or he died. He just said, yeah. The, 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 yeah. I was, I was going to go that, that morbid, but sure. Mm-hmm. So basically, you predicted in the next 40 days that neither the American economy will collapse. Listen, either he gets Mm -hmm. into, what is it, cryogenesis, comes back. Okay. But you, again, you believe that neither the American economy will collapse, nor will Tesla collapse, nor will Elon Musk literally pass away in the next 40 days. But you don't want to get nine bucks for it? And I'll get nine bucks for it. So, <laughs> this is a hard nine bucks sell. 
How is this a hard nine bucks? You have to wait 40 days. This is a tax nine bucks, so it's really about five bucks. But you got to wait 40 days. I'd rather spend my energy elsewhere. I'm going to get, I'm not even going to get five bucks. I'll probably get three bucks after the Canadian government's done with it. But you just got to, you get, you get a cup of coffee for. No, three bucks doesn't even get me a cup of coffee. (laughs) You get parking. Have you seen how expensive? No, there's some parking that's like six bucks. What? What does three bucks get me? Nothing. After all of this analysis. (laughs) I was just saying, no, it's not worth it. You get uh, a soda. Someone. <coughs> You'd be surprised. Someone will soda get you some two places sodas. like five bucks. Two Gatorades. One Gatorade. They'll get you one Gatorade, Johnny. Have you seen the US dollar to Canadian conversion recently? $2 doesn't go far. When you convert it to US, it's probably less than two bucks. Someone what will is, give you What does the dollar seventy-eight get you in the States, Michael? Someone. Oh, a dollar meal. What? There you go. But then I mean, the tax dollar will... meal with taxes, it's actually greater than a dollar. Uh, big, a burger is actually $2 right now on the dollar meal. Oh, like the dollar store. You go to the dollar store and everything's like five bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's because it's under, it's, it's cheap. That doesn't mean it's literally a dollar. Inflation has happened, Johnny. The cost yes. of goods is not literally a dollar for these anymore. Hence why this contract is not worth. So you, you don't want to accept a bottle of Gatorade. We're not sponsored by Pepsi. Bottle of Gatorade for a bet that Tesla doesn't co- literally collapse in 40 days. Uh, Gatorade's not worth it. But yes, but as you can see, Johnny, you can do this. You as a Isn't normal that? person, exactly, you as a normal person can make money selling puts because your belief is that Tesla is worth more than 200 in the long run. Absolutely. Elon Musk has to be alive for me to execute that plan. Otherwise, I'll just be like, yeah, no. That wasn't done. To <laughs> I mean, you still can't buy a Tesla car for that. 20000 Yeah. Yeah, you need at least double, if not triple. Exactly. So for that purpose, you get nine bucks. You, again, not nine bucks. You get uh, a, a bottle of Gatorade. You get the tip that you leave at the bar. Actually, no, that's a pretty cheap tip. You get, uh, yeah, you get a bottle of Gatorade. <laughs> you get a bottle of Gatorade for betting that the world doesn't end in 40 days. Not a bad, not a bad uh, deal. Mm-hmm. Let me take this mental exercise a little bit further. So 40 days, right? You don't believe the world will end in 40 days. So Johnny, how many puts would you be willing to trade? 10. Would you? You'd be willing to put in, you'd be willing to buy 10 puts of Tesla at 200. So you'd be willing to put in 200,000 into Tesla for this point of getting 90 bucks. Because it won't happen. Okay. Okay. So that's what if your, paper, happen, trade, no. that's what your no. paper trade put is going to be. All right. Go, go yes. to Yahoo Finance. I think we'll, we'll track this. Yes, it is. It is a viable option for retail investors. Okay. I don't. Okay. I'm not sure you necessarily need to take the amount or even the exact type of uh, uh, shorts that uh, Michael Burry does, but you can definitely employ that strategy for your own. Yeah, I agree. 
And I would say that if you want to start in that area, paper trade first, like Johnny's about to. He's about to take out the 10 puts, about to quote-unquote buy 10 puts on Tesla to drop to 240 days. Johnny's about to be $50 richer. Johnny, what can you get for 50 uh, US dollars in... You know... And uh, and it's, what's it's, it called? It's, it, it's more than my portfolio has made over the last month. That's a good point. That's a good point. And the risk was only buying Tesla at two hundred for two hundred thousand dollars. You think Which, about it again? Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars is half of the principal that we invested in our investment. Exactly. Which again, Johnny, if you believe, so I'd say this about puts. If you believe the company. In the next 40, again, in the next 40 days, doesn't fundamentally change, a.k.a. Elon Musk doesn't literally pass away, which I think we established is the only thing that within 40 days, because Teslas can explode, they, the government could fail, or uh, what was I about to say? Or Elon Musk can say any crazy thing, but even him resigning, I don't think, drops it to 200. I think he literally needs to pass away for it to drop to 200. So if you put a forty dollar, if you put a forty day bet on Elon's health, well, first I, I need to go. Oh, he seems like a healthy guy. He says he works out like a couple of times a week. Mm-hmm. John needs to go give him a physical checkup now. <laughs> Are you oh, gonna make the raises, next forty days? Well, I have fifty bucks. Six or seven I have 50 kids flying up, buying on this. Hey, that's I need my fifty bucks, sir. That's right. Uh, so clearly, Michael Berry has us conversing a lot about the economy. What an interesting fellow. So coming, coming back to it. His strategy, uh, well, one, you know, or historically being based on value investing and now being a big proponent of, uh, as you said, Mr. Negative. That is definitely something you can employ to just not perhaps his extremes. But his numbers don't lie. He's still, he's still been successful. And he continues to be successful. See what he does with this new rejuvenated fund that he's running. But I think there's elements of his. I think I say this of all of almost all of them that you can take. Just can't you can't copy paste his strategy. That that won't work for you. Right. Alrighty then, Johnny. So that's Michael Burry. Before we go, let's do a quick portfolio check. So, Johnny, how were you last week in your paper trading portfolio? I am up 2.64%. Ah, very nice. I'm only up I'm only up 1.81% last week. What were some of your larger risers and fallers? Don't don't make me cry. Let's see. Um uh, Iridium went up 13%. Nice. Then Spotify went up 10%. So for me this week, what the big ones were PagerDuty, up 13%. I saw that. I, oh, I regret yep. not putting it in. Etsy, 4.7%. And Shopify, which I thought you said, was only up 1.49%. Down for me, Roku continues to disappoint for me. It's down 4%. It's getting, it's getting towards Trade Desk is down 3%. Roku is certainly getting to that point where I'm like, why am I holding on to this anymore? Yeah, oh, right. So my negatives, which I forgot to mention, the biggest one was, <laughs> you won't be surprised, is Robinhood at minus mm. eight. Mm. And uh, why did you buy yes, five dollars? Wait, how much of your five dollars that you put into Robinhood is still left? Oh no, I only put three bucks. Oh, three bucks. Yeah, how much of that lost three bucks? 80, is left? Eighty cents. Two dollars and twenty cents. Okay. 
Not as bad as Roku see. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Roku is the other one, which is down 4%, but it's just been... So for context, for context, when we first, because uh, we got this around the same time, it was at $437.60. Yep. Today, it stands at 342 Yep. $100 drop. Now, and for it, those who don't believe that a stock can drop that much, that's a month. That is a month. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, a little, almost two months, because so that was one something... of the first ones we covered. Right. So there's something for all the value investors. Never, they, just be patient. If you believe that the price of a stock is significantly lower than it is, it can happen. Drops could definitely happen. Especially with these hype stocks. All right. All right. Now with that, you've been listening to another episode of the Silicon Trail podcast. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe out there. Thanks for listening.